3: hope hope uh-huh. uh-huh. you are it's you. It's you. It's you. not ready. Ho. Unstoppable dynasty, yeah. young Hov. I'm a hustler, baby. hope hustler. I just uh. want you to know. Gonna let you know. It uh. ain't where I've been. Uh. Uh. where I've been. But where I'm oh. about to go, top of the world. Young I just wanna love you. Just wanna love but you. Be who I am. Uh. Know you love uh. me. And uh. with oh. all this cash, uh-huh. more money, more problems. you forget your man. Not give it to me. <laughs> give me that funk, <laughs> that, that sweet, that, that nasty, that, that gushy uh, stuff. But don't bullshit
4: me. Come on.
3: Give yeah, me that funk, uh, that sweet, that yeah. nasty, that oh, gushy yeah. stuff. When the remnants in the system, ain't no telling when I fuck when I diss them. That's what they be yelling. I'm up in my blood. I'll Y'all be chased on. I'll replace them. It gets better, ordered another round It's about to go down Got six model chicks, six bottles of crisp 4 there Belvedere's got weed everywhere What do you say? me, you and your Chloe glasses Go somewhere private where we could discuss fashion Like Prada blouse, Gucci bra, okay? Built mark jeans, take that off uh-huh. Give
4: me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that
3: good stuff But don't worry about me Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that good stuff Save the narrative, you saving it for marriage Uh -uh. Let's keep it real, ma, you saving it for Uh carous You wanna see how far I'ma go How much I'ma spend, but you already know Zip Zero, stingy with the Niro Might buy you crisp, but, but that, that about, about it, it. Yeah. Might light your wrist, but that, that about, about it. it Fuck it, I might wipe you and buy you nice whips Mom, but you really gotta ride nice dick Know how to work your hips and your head's priceless Professional of the hoe, and I never let you down Get you bling like the Neptune sound Okay, hot hole, too hot to hold Ladies love me long time like Tupac's old Only way to roll, jiggering two ladies too cold Motorola two-way baby. <coughs> Give me that funk, that
4: sweet, that nasty, that crushy stuff. But don't push me. Come on. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that crushy stuff. Give me me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that cushy stuff. But don't push me. Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that cushy stuff.
3: The girls from the club cheetah, the club and need the peanuts in LA, bubbling in Dublin, can't deny me, why would you want to, you need me, why would you try me, baby you want to, believe
4: me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that
2: gushy stuff. Give it to me, folks. Welcome to an all new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Tuesday episode. What the heck is up, you guys? Um, Listen. I guess it's Tuesday. Um, Listen, we're going to get into our guest in just one second, actually. It's Kirby Johnson. She's amazing. You might know, might know her already from the Los Angeles podcast. She was just on, like, a month and a half ago. And uh, I had her back because we had to talk Vanderpump. But we also... we the, um, the majority of this is, like, Oscars. And she is so talented at what she does. But we're also huge movie lovers. And this is a pop culture podcast that specializes in reality shows. But um, I, I, I just... I have so many... Uh, I'm just a geek for everything pop culture, and movies are one of those things. And I was just thinking about uh, watching the Oscars on Sunday night, and it got me really, uh, got me really proud to be a movie lover again. And I, 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 I I was like, oh wow, it's (laughs) we have more than just reality shows. So we talk about a lot of that stuff, but we also talk tons of Vanderpump. We talk about it in the beginning, and we talk about it at the end. Plus, a lot of other pop culture stories. Selena and Haley gets brought up. It's all around the map. And by the way, if you're not following Kirby Johnson, what is wrong with you? She is amazing. And we've got actually a whole week of amazing guests. I've got to wake up at like 8 in the morning tomorrow to talk to two guests I've been wanting to talk to for a long time. But uh, you're going to love it, I, I swear. So, how are you guys? Are you good? Man, It it, it what a Monday, huh? If this ever... And by the way, you guys, it was so weird in Los Angeles. It was actually sunny today. It's been raining so much. And then around 5 o'clock, it was, it was like out of a Stephen King novel. Like, just the the fog just rolled right in. And we're about to face, like, three more days of rain. And I just don't, I don't think my heart can take three more days of rain. You know what I'm saying? I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for the sunny Los Angeles lifestyle. I'd rather be lazy in a sunny Los Angeles lifestyle than lazy in a foggy Los Angeles lifestyle. Um, okay. I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, listen, uh, Vanderpump stuff. Let's get, let's get into a couple of new things. I'm sitting on some information right now that I have that I think I'll be able to share with you on Wednesday or Thursday. And I do want to share, I, I want to assure you once again Uh, I've told you this many times, but I've gotten even more confirmation. Production did not know about this, okay? And the great community of friends around them did not know this. They might have had suspicions, but if anything, they thought it was somebody having a schoolgirl crush, if that makes sense, okay? So I, I want to assure people of that. And that's not to say Tom and Ariana didn't have issues like any other couple had issues, blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, like I even say in this interview uh, with Kirby is that, you know, we're going to have to eventually hear Sandoval and Rachel's side, even though I don't personally want to hear it. But I think in the meantime, we can appreciate all of the (laughs) extracurricular activities surrounding this. Now, Uh, We were right, uh, or I was right, or we were all right. Schwartz is definitely filming Winterhouse right now. So that's where he was going on that TMZ uh, walk and talk interview, which I will be able to talk about much more with our guests on Wednesday. Um, We'll probably break that down a whole heck of a lot. So he is there right now. And and this is a a theory I want to throw out to you guys. And I I want one of you guys that's an obsessive listener. There's got to be one out there. Um, to mark this down because my thought is they sent Schwartz there and they, they did that interview. That interview was, you know, I, I wouldn't say scripted, but I would say it was planned. So I believe Schwartz goes there. And what my thought is, is that Sandoval shows up by the end of the week and they get Schwartz and Sandoval in an argument of like, how could you do this to me, Sandoval? I thought we were friends. You hung me out to dry, man. I love her, dude. I love her. I, I have a feeling we might see one of those things. Because, you know, listen, I'm not wanting to put money in the coffers of um, people that have done bad things. But at the same time, if I say that, I would say nobody on Bravo could potentially get paid. Um but I could see Bravo going, listen, sad everybody's hurt. Uh, we are going to have cameras on this, though. So I do feel that they will have uh, Sandoval show up and have some sort of conversation one-on-one with Schwartz that will be recorded. Because if they're not getting it for Vanderpump, you know they're going to want to get it somewhere. Just think about it logistically. Think about it logistically as a corporation, take away your heart for one second, and think about it as a money-making machine. And uh go with that. Because what listen, I watched tonight's summer house. It ain't looking good lately. It's not, it's tough. They can't even get the cast members to show up most weeks. And by the way, I will be giving a full recap of tonight's summer house on the Patreon tomorrow, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. And I'm gonna go off because I have a lot of thoughts. It's wild. They couldn't even provide booze this week for the summer house people. It is I don't know who is running that ship over there, but it, it's It's, it's, it's wild. But by the way, I always say, don't give up on these shows, folks. You guys gave up on Vanderpump like two seasons ago. And unfortunately, it's, 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 it has a Vanderpump-zance. It's, it's renaissance of Vanderpump. Uh, Unfortunately, it, it, that means a lot of people are in pain on the actual show, but that's going to translate into a potentially a good show. So, uh, I'll talk all about the whole show. I'll recap it front to bottom uh tomorrow at some point for the Patreon. But yeah, I think Winterhouse, I think we know Schwartz is there. I have a feeling Sandoval will be there by the end of the week. I'm sure we will get somebody that has taken a back uh you know, a photo at some point. Some point. Also, watch what happens live tonight it was really interesting with Amanda Batula and Rachel Lindsay. Uh Rachel Lindsay was great. She's a huge Bravo fan, which was awesome. If you don't know Rachel Lindsay, she was from the 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 Bachelor franchise. And Kyle was in the audience. They even asked Kyle about that Demois uh, blind that she had a couple of weeks ago about the cookie monster, about cheating. And 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 uh, Amanda Batula said, hey, listen, I just think it's very odd that it comes out seven or eight months later when all this Loverboy stuff is coming out on the show. Kind of almost hinting that it was from somebody like pro Lindsay Hubbard Carl, you know? And I like Amanda, so I... Anyways, I, I DM'd Dumas uh, afterwards and she was just like, she's funny because she was like, I don't even watch Summer House. <laughs> I love people and we're like, listen, man, I don't even watch these shows. And I love that. Uh, also, I want to talk about it in terms of ridiculousness Lala Kent. I like Lala. I think she is one of the most watchable people on Bravo. She has that kind of gift that she makes. Talking heads fun. She makes scenes fun. If you watch, listen to the recap of Vanderpump on Friday, uh, she's at a point where she just says ridiculously sexual things. Just, I mean, I feel like I even did. I now have a character, uh, Lala's Vagina. We're like,
0: what's up, Lala? Are
2: you here? I tell everybody to stick it in me. Because <laughs> Lala literally will just say random sexual things where you're like, she. what did she say this week? She was like, I don't care who she's putting in her mouth. It's like, no, you don't have to go that far, Lala. But listen, Lala last week did, uh, I think we're coming up on a week anniversary on Wednesday, where she was like, I woke up to an email from Raquel's lawyer. You don't send it to my personal email. Send it to Daryl. And we all loved the Send It to Daryl thing, and we really celebrated for her, and and we pay the price for that now because she made merchandise, which is like, okay, fine. If anybody wants to buy Send It to Daryl merchandise, go over to lalakint.com or whatever the website is. You can find it on her, um, you know, her social media. That's fine. It's whatever. I'm not going to buy a Send It to Daryl thing. I mean, you guys, you know, if somebody wants to gift me, Lala, if you want to gift me a Send It to Daryl thing, I'll, I'll wear it here's where it gets weird for me today and I literally I thought this was a joke I thought I was like no way this is real um my friend Christina Ariel who's been on this show before she's awesome just a great host great person so funny she sent me a voice note and she was like hey I'm driving around in like West Hollywood area and I see this truck and uh it's literally um, Lala can't send it to Daryl merchandise and it's on a digital screen and it's just driving around. You guys, I was like, no way. And then Bravo by Betches on their account got a shot of it and she literally, I don't know if she did or whoever's working for her did, hired this truck to drive around Hollywood with the the send it to Daryl sweatshirt and like her posing on it. And I think we've gone too far. I think we've now reached the point of public pain into commerce. It's gone too far. My only thought is Lala, you know, potentially may have ordered a thousand sweatshirts last week and they didn't sell. So she was like, fuck it. We got to hire a big truck. We got to hire a big truck and drive. Like I got, I'm sitting on merch right now. But at the same time, I got so sad because... Listen, I know Lala potentially. Dude, I know she has a daughter. I know she has legal bills. I know she was accustomed to a certain lifestyle because of Randall, which was all based on lies. Listen, Randall is a horrible man. Lala is not a horrible man or a horrible woman. But I think it's weird. It's like, man, this all started because of, like, pain. Like, this all started and I... I don't know. I just, I didn't find the humor in it. I didn't. And maybe I'm, maybe you guys did. Maybe you guys thought it was like the funniest thing in the world. And that's awesome. I just didn't. I thought, I was like, wow, we're really, we're just, now it's all just boiled down to like selling a $40 sweatshirt. Like all of, like uh, somebody's nine year relationship is, you know, is now we're selling merchandise based off uh, people posting about somebody, uh, taking somebody to court. I thought the actual initial video was hysterical. The Lola was hysterical in it. Even the merchandise was like, okay, now it gets to this point. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. It was something just, but listen, I'm, I'm a fuddy duddy. I, I, I I am. I just have to admit it. It just, it just weird. Um, listen, we're going to get to the interview right now. I want to mention something too, because, uh, Becky Bailey was on the show. My mom was on the show yesterday. Um, and also remember, folks, there are timestamps. You can zip right to the interview with Kirby Hansen right now. I got so many messages today. Um, also, God, you guys, my fat fingers. Uh, if you DM me and you're somebody new, I'm not good at DMs anyways. But then I deleted like two pages of DMs because I hit the I hit delete all accidentally. So I'm so sorry. There was like probably a 30% chance I was going to respond anyways. Not because of anything that you did. I'm just not good uh, at, at things uh, like that. Uh, but I'm so sorry. I deleted just a shit ton of messages and that my OCD just went insane when I did that, but I couldn't get them back. So sorry about that. But so many people were reaching out to say, love hearing your mom today. Awesome. And it really is awesome. Every time she's on, you know, what's so funny. I have gotten to know my parents. I tell tell you this all the time, but if you're you're new, I, I got... I always suggest if you want to get to know your parents better, start a podcast about reality shows. I've had my parents on for the last three years. Um, you know, during the pandemic they were on like every week and they would, they would, it was just great. They would give encouragement and amazing. And, uh, you know, my, uh, so, you know, my, you know, my mom's going through stuff right now. We, We talked about it very openly on the show and, uh, so, like, I'm not permitted at this point to say tons about this. Uh, what she did say that I could say when I talked to her today is unfortunately the chemotherapy has not worked and we are going to find a different path um, at this point. And uh, she's was in a spectacular mood. And every, you know you know like she was she was so great and you know so funny man she's (laughs) she's texting me to are you okay you know and uh she's a very special lady she's awesome and uh you know the she says the the positive thing she doesn't have to go through chemotherapy anymore and she can get off the uh the steroids, which was causing her to gain so much weight and uh, all of that stuff. And we'll, and listen, life, like she pointed out, is to be celebrated. And I, I do agree with that. And uh, I cannot wait to celebrate so much with my mom. And uh, you guys have been so great. You guys are so amazing. And she, uh, I know this sounds silly, but for the people that listen and the people that reach out, she loves it so much, you guys. She loves it so much she does she she'll text me tell your audience this tell your audience that and uh she's and she just says hey man uh you know you're gonna be sad and i think this is just great advice for life is that you're gonna be sad sometimes it's okay you're gonna be sad but like let's try to choose to be happy and celebrate these kind of amazing things and uh you know every day is not you know every day is a gift and i know that sounds so lame uh but it is and i just wanted to really update you really quickly and i can't get at every, everything and i'm sure at some point we will and i'm sure she will she is uh she's just an amazing amazing woman and that's it so let's get to our guest today um if you if, you know if you like the show give it a five star all the bullshit i say every time it's here. The show's here for you every day. And by the way, this is what I say. I I already talked to my mom when I did this Kirby interview interview, and I needed this, I needed this interview more than Kirby ever would need this interview. She didn't even know, like I need to do things like this. And, and just to be fully transparent, I've been drinking since the Kirby interview. I've just, I've been drinking wine and, uh, I've just been, you know, doing my own thing in my head, and just working through my own shit, and I, I have to come and do this. But this is what, this gives me something. This gives me, this is way too deep for it. Like, Can you imagine the new people listening going, hey man, too deep. I'm going to go listen to something else. But regardless, that's what the timestamps are. And we're going to get to this is great guest. I think this is an amazing conversation. Like I said, we start off with Vanderpump, but then there's a huge section about movies. And you guys... I love movies so much. Kirby loves movies so much. Remember that is in the pop culture umbrella. And then I think about twenty minutes to the end of this, we start talking Vanderpump, and she has so many, so much good insight. She is friends with Katie Maloney as well. I mean, it's just I just think she is just so top notch. So uh, without that, you know, I mean, without further ado, <laughs> let's get to our guest. Before I completely fall apart, here she is, the one and the only from the Los Angeles podcast, Kirby Johnson. Okay, you guys, welcome back to So Bad It's Good. This is your Tuesday episode. We have a returning guest and... Listen, this is, I consider her a professional professional, so I'm going to make her get into the dumpster and talk a little bit of Vanderpump, because I know she has very strong opinions about uh, Vanderpump, but she is a wealth of information. Uh, she is the co-creator and host of the Los Angeles pod, which we talked about a lot last time, but she is a reporter, producer, she's a host, and I love this. She covers the intersection of beauty and entertainment, and in no way can I express that more than even the videos that she was posting over this Oscar weekend there was one i was just fascinated with in regards to the special effects makeup uh you guys know that i'm a huge batman fan and i just i love when we celebrate the intricacies and the artistry that goes into these things that we truly truly love and that stay with us and i think these things should be celebrated that's why i can't wait to get her opinion on the oscars and then we're gonna go into the dumpster of vanderpump rules but welcome back to the show kirby johnson kirby
1: what's going on Oh, you know, I love that you call it the dumpster Vanderpump rules. Like it's a dumpster lately. I mean,
2: I feel horrible all the time now. But
1: also, it's not only a dumpster. But then there's like a literal dumpster that everybody used to congregate (laughs) around. So it's it's like very fitting. (laughs) Very
2: fitting. (laughs) well, it's, uh, that's the thing is that it's funny when you show little to no growth over 10 seasons, oh, like, you know, nobody, gosh. nobody's grown up like at all.
1: Okay. I will say this and I am biased. I'll just say it, but Katie has grown up a lot. I think okay. that, I think that we have to give credit. A lot of people, I know we're going to get into this in a minute, but I do, I want to get on my soapbox right now. People <laughs> are like, you know, everybody on this show cheats on everybody. Fam. Katie has never cheated on Tom Schwartz. She never cheated on Tom Schwartz. There was no infidelity on that side. It was yeah. Tom, Tom cheated on her when they were married. Apparently. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, multiple times. Okay. I was even shocked. Tom said. Wait, by the way, even Tom said that in one of the first episodes. He was like, "Yeah, like a couple of I mean, you know." But Tom would always seem like he would like blame it on alcohol and things like that, which I always think is such a weird excuse of like, well, maybe stop drinking the alcohol if these things happen. Correct. Uh, But, but then the funny, I see, this is what's so horrible because all of this is based around people's pain. But at the same time, when you've gone season after season with these people, then when Tom said at like Schwartz and Sandy's, when Sheena was like, are you ready to date? And he was like, oh, it would feel like cheating on Katie still. And I'm like, well, what did it feel like when you cheated on Katie? You actually did do that. You You know what that feels like. Why would it feel like that
1: now? You actually make such a great point because I've been, you know, obviously communicating with Katie and going, it feels weird because there's pain going on through all this. That's the whole through line is the pain. But it's also like, it's your life, but it's also entertainment. So I don't even know how to juggle it. And she was like, I've, I've seen your videos, obviously. Like, I think they're great. Um, so she's always she's only been supportive. But I also think it's such a weird... We'll, we'll get into, like, some of the deets that I got. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, uh, we're going to get to Vanderpump in a second. I do want to celebrate, though, something that I just so deeply love. And last night's Oscar telecast and everything leading up to it, I have to say, going into it, and I told you guys this last week that I... I used to love the Oscars so much, and I used to love movies so much. and this year, I think in terms of movies, we saw such a wide breadth of entertainment and things that 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 uh, broke so many boundaries and such a, such um just such visualization and exploration and it made me kind of start like really geeking out about film again and I gotta say the Oscars, if you compare it to last year's ceremony kind of hooked me in again. What did you feel like watching it? Cuz you watched it at the Academy Museum last night, correct?
1: Yeah, so you and I are both members of the Academy Museum and it's such a fun place to it's go. It's really amazing, yeah. I live pretty close, so my boyfriend and I go to Fanny's a lot and we really just enjoy. I mean, I I I really just kind of lean into the tourism of Los Angeles. I love the idea of Celebrities and magic behind the scenes and things like that. Like I've lived here almost fifteen years, and that never—I've never gotten jaded about that aspect. Yeah. But I enjoyed it, and I would highly recommend this next year to anybody who loves film and loves Los Angeles and what it brings to go to the Academy Museum and watch it there at the Geffen Theater with a bunch of other people who love movies, maybe just as much as you do. I don't know if you get it, like experience this, Ryan, but. Sometimes when I watch with my group of friends, if they're not in this industry or they don't live in L.A., it's just constant criticism of every single thing. Nobody can do anything right, apparently. And for me, I get kind of defensive because I'm thinking this is a culmination of a lot of people's very, very hard work. It, it is actually a gift to be able to make a movie in the first place, let alone get to a point where it's being recognized on a national level like this. And I think we have the
2: misconception of, oh, well, these are the actors, da, da, da. No, you know, the team of people behind this, the crew, the makeup, the special effects, the sound, all of these things are such an art. That's that's what I thought was great about last night was they started, they allowed all the categories back in. They allowed for, they didn't play off the speeches. And I thought you had some really great moments and it made me remember how many people are a part of this. This is an industry like anything else. And I think we get caught up in the... Uh, celebrity of it all. Totally. Uh, you know, like I was looking at the Vanity Fair party pictures afterwards and I was like, you know, there's a difference between the ceremony and then things like the Vanity Fair party, which is great for pop culture and things like that. But half the people at the Vanity Fair, like, listen, Kylie Jenner wasn't invited to the Oscars, you know, right. or she didn't go, but they're all at that Vanity Fair party. And that's to me, a separate version of Hollywood that I dig, but I just, I re like it made me kind of fall in love with movies again last night of going like man I used to geek out on this stuff like I now geek out on Vanderpump Rules and it's really nice to then point to people's writing acting visual effects and go this is really this is something to be proud of to be a proud fan of sometimes
1: right and I also think too it was what we needed as a community of people watching the Oscars Jimmy Kimmel some people were kind of critical of the fact that he was hosting again. I thought he did a great job. We he did to it right it. down
2: the middle, right, right down the middle.
4: Yeah, he was
1: he was you know punching punching down in some aspects, but it was funny. It wasn't yeah. like too harsh, but then also he was able to be goofy. There was some levity. He brought out the donkey from Bans- Banshees, and I Banshees Manisharan. of Banshees of
2: Innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I think we Colin Farrell's that.
2: face was so great when they brought yes. out the donkey.
4: Yeah. He yeah. Loved
1: it. And I, th- I thought that was, I thought it was necessary. I thought he did a really great job of balancing it all in a way. Obviously, it could have been easy for the Oscars to want to just completely omit anything related to Will Smith. The slap. Yeah. But I think that Jimmy was probably like there's no way we can do that. Like I I personally cannot not address this situation. Like we have to actually make fun of it because it was such a it was such a moment. And it's kind of to your point uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that you said, you know, it's not just the actors, it's like the entire crew that made these movies. And I think, you know, one thing about Will Smith's actions that had repercussions he probably obviously wasn't thinking about in the moment is that his movie emancipation that movie was supposed to be huge. I mean, I yes. don't think people understand. Like, this was supposed to be. they said it was going to be back to back Oscars. Yes,
2: it was going to be back to back Oscars for Will Smith. That was. 100%. It was like Tom Hanks when he did Forrest Gump, and then and it was like he had like a two year run. Oh, Philadelphia, and then Forrest yes. Gump, back to back, I believe.
1: Yeah, and that's what th- that movie was supposed to be for Will Smith, and unfortunately, mm. he got shut out of everything, and and also it's like you think about the politics of the Academy. I think a lot of times maybe people don't think who is the Academy. I think people think the Academy is literally like seven people making a decision. That is not the the Academy. That's the Golden Globes. Right. 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 (laughs) Like the Academy is like a giant group of people. And so when they say thank you to the Academy, like they really are thanking actual human beings for voting them as best actor or best actress. I'm curious, like we, Patrick and I have spent, you know, the past couple of months trying to watch every single nominated yeah. best picture film. We got through almost all of them. We have a few more that we still want to hit. Did you see to Leslie? I did. Yes. What did you think?
2: I listen. I think it's a good performance, but I do think, I mean, listen, it's a good performance, but I, it is funny in the, that, you know, they, they romance the Academy, like the, the, the filtering of, by the way, she's talking about, uh, Andrea Riseborough. I believe her name is. Yeah. Andrea. Is that, Andrea, sorry, is a very made like twenty five thousand dollars at the box office, something really low. But what happened was that friends of hers were in the industry very high up and they they did a little grassroots campaign for her. And so people were watching this movie. I mean, I think you had like Kate Winslet. You had I mean, just a Moore, you even had Howard yeah, Stern Castro. talking about it on yes. his show. because they're all kind of friends and they're like, this is a great performance. So it is a great performance, but then it goes to show you campaigning because you can complain about that. Sure. But then I would also say, And I think Jamie Lee Curtis gave an amazing performance, but Jamie Lee Curtis was also campaigning for this as well as Angela Bassett. So who has the better campaign? It's, it used to be, you guys are so fascinated. It used to be so much worse in the Weinstein days Mm -hmm. because Weinstein was known, like he would get those Golden Globe noms and then he would wine and dine. Like, I mean, it was just rampant. You would start
1: rumors about people. Oh, Shakespeare in Love.
2: Saving yes. Private Ryan was supposed to win, and Shakespeare and Love took it and said, and it was like there's this great book. I think it's called Down and Dirty Pictures, and it talks about the campaigns that he, I mean, Goodwill Hunting. He created Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as a concept,
1: right? Right, and I think too, you know, uh, like the Andrea Riseborough thing. I, I have, I think it's a nuanced conversation because I do think that there were two women of color actresses that were essentially shut out from that conversation because of Andrea. The the
2: women king, the woman King and till. till. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I do feel, I, I feel some type of way about that, but I also have to say that like Viola Davis is a very famous Oscar winning performer. She had a huge studio behind her. And I thought it was interesting that a smaller film with no marketing budget was able to secure a nomination when some some of these movies had massive million dollar marketing budgets, and they still couldn't get it. I think it's a really interesting conversation to talk about. Okay, how does this work? There, the the head of the Academy was actually on a, another podcast called The Town with an entertainment reporter, um, Matt Bellany, and he said that like because of this Andrea Riseborough nomination, they are going to be looking at the rules again. <laughs> and it's uh, and honestly, you think about it, and it's like yeah, because politically the Academy probably wants these bigger studios to be happy with them. Well, also,
2: they, I mean, you know, this is a year that was very important for film in terms of bringing people back to the theaters and that's yep. why Top Gun and Avatar, they were acknowledged uh, very yep. heavily because they actually were successful, is that nobody saw to Leslie. Still, to this day, nobody yep. has seen to Leslie. So you want people celebrating the movies that actually brought people to the cinema and that's why even I gotta really shout out Everything Everywhere all at once because I, I saw like eight or nine months ago really long time ago yeah and i remember crying and then i remember going well i think this is the best picture and it was eight or nine months ago i was like but those eight or nine months i'm like is this going to really stay in anybody's consciousness for that amount of time and ha- like they had a really tough job but the movie i think just really rocks so they could keep that uh momentum going to the to the point where they cleaned up with seven awards last night
1: Totally. I mean, they totally swept. It was incredible to watch. A24 a twenty four had a very, very, very good night. So I'm sure they're all celebrating today. Or maybe oh, listen, hungover. man, I'm
2: I'm I'm an A twenty four nut. I'm part of Same. their. I'm a, I'm part of their. I pay a monthly like seven dollar fee. <laughs> so <laughs> I can get. So I got a little button, and they send me like a gift on my birthday, and I get a little oh zine God, every two. You. Oh, I love, dude. I, Midsummer Ari Aster, I love all that A twenty four stuff. They have a really yeah. cool. They have a really good pocket because it's all in this. Like, and you talk about this with makeup. and and, uh, visual effects. It's all with the story you're telling. And Mm -hmm. I think the Oscars are so great because they really, I mean, sometimes it's a little uh, heavy-handed, but they're trying to tell a story as well. Brendan Fraser winning. We're telling a story of somebody that was really big in Hollywood at a certain point and, you know, we had some really bad things happen to him and to have him come back or uh Ki Hoi Kwan, uh yeah. which I just touched me a million times. I mean, these stories you can really get behind. Even um uh uh, Mich- uh Michelle Yeoh. I mean, like yeah. what she said, you even had it on your Instagram today. The the direct quote she said of like uh women, you what did it say? Women you, you ladies not- don't
1: let anybody tell yes. you you're past your prime. Yes. I mean, these are are great stories
2: and messages, and it fills me with hope. And so I hope that there's little kids out there in, like, just, you know, even middle America watching this, and it gives them hope. Like, that's what movies should be about.
1: I agree. And while I do think that everybody that won last night was 110% deserving, I do, though, a part of me thinks a lot about kind of what you're saying, but the flip side of that, which is the storytelling of so-and-so winning an Oscar – versus actually people voting based on the movies they viewed and the performance given because yeah. i would also argue kate blanchett gave the performance of her entire life in tar and when i watched that film i couldn't stop thinking about the fact that this was kate blanchett but i couldn't even really tell i thought she was lydia tar how did oh. she completely immerse herself as a conductor, I do not understand how much discipline and how much intellect you must have to be able to nail a role like that. I mean, it was to, and,
2: and to your point, you you can see Tar on Peacock, I believe, right now. I believe it's, it's okay. on one of the yeah, I believe it's on one of the streaming services. I believe Peacock, but it really is. You watch that movie, and I still go, "Oh, I wonder what Lydia Tar is doing today." Like it's that, like where you're like, "Oh, that's a real breathing human being." Everywhere, every everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, amazing acting and stuff like that. But I find it, it's, I don't go around thinking about what the main character is potentially doing today. It's a very, I feel like, a very story in that box. But Cape Blanchett makes you believe this is a real person that has a whole history, a whole future. And, you know, but it is one of those things, though, with Tar, I feel like it's so, um, it's so collegiate that it might yeah. have turned away certain Oscar voters and even people, just normal people, I think they turn on tar and they're like, what? what? Well, What's I think going it, on?
1: I mean, I think it does speak to the fact that a lot of people saw everywhere, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Like a lot of people actually fit, like did go and see that movie or rented it in some capacity. Yeah. They actually watched it. I think Tar is one of those genre films that maybe, like you said, turns off a large group of people that they don't think it's something that they're going to care about. And they don't really care about, they're like, Oh, Kate Blanchett. She's won awards in the past. Like who cares? Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So I do yeah. think it's interesting. Like there's a whole conversation of you're actually supposed to watch all of the movies to be able to vote on them. But I think it's now like in the olden days, sure. That made sense. There weren't that many movies coming out every year now Last, like when I went to this symposium on uh this last Saturday, yeah, which I want to talk about.
2: Explain this to what you went to. This is so, awesome
1: throughout the whole week at the Academy Museum. They had these symposiums for different sectors of the Academy, and on Saturday it ended with the hair and makeup category. So, all five of the nominated teams and came... what were the
2: nominated? What were it was like the whale, uh, so, Batman,
1: yep, the whale, Batman, all quiet on the Western Front, Elvis. And uh, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And so those five teams were shortlisted um, from 10 teams uh, that were essentially like they throughout the entire year of 2022, the governors of that branch of the Academy are keeping tabs on films that they think may make it to the Oscars. They said by the end of last year, they had 305 films to go through. And so like you're watching them, obviously, in real time. But some people aren't. And so when you're trying to like narrow it down for people, it can be very difficult. So it kind of goes back to what I'm saying. Like it's almost impossible to ask Academy voters to watch every single film yeah. that yeah. comes out because there's just so much content now. Um, and so many, which is great, but also, you know, like it's like a double-edged sword. So at this symposium, I went, cause I'm obviously just obsessed with the makeup and hairstyling. I knew a lot of the people that were up on that stage it was like the magic of being at the Academy Museum. The first film that was shown was... Um, they didn't show all the films. So basically, they do this thing called a bake-off in February before the nominations <laughs> are uh, secured. And basically, t- those 10 shortlisted films that uh, you know the, the, the sector of the Academy thinks is going to potentially make it to the Oscars, they come, they show a seven-minute reel of their work, and then they have a conversation about what went into making this film. And then from there... That category of the Academy votes, and that's who gets nominated into the last five. So we watched all of the reels from the Bake Off. They are seven minutes. It was really, really fascinating to see what they chose to highlight. Um, all Quiet on and Are the They Western Highlighting Front. Just
2: Clips or Are They Highlighting the Actual Process That Goes Into No No it They're as well? They're
1: Taking Clips from the Movie and Basically Super Cutting Them So You Can See <laughs> Their Actual Work Like Finished So yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, uh their team uh from germany they were literally in the trenches like in water up to their waists working on these actors who had never performed in front of a camera in their life making them look like they were in the middle of a war uh black panther wakanda forever had one of the hardest jobs in the biz keeping people's wigs and body paint on in water because a lot of that was filmed underwater. It was not totally CGI or digital. It was a lot of it practical. So they were in these water tanks trying to make sure that blue paint wasn't coming (laughs) off or a wig wasn't going to float off, like a lot of technical work there. The whale, obviously, they won. And Brendan Fraser, um, he came out during their panel so, you know, the, the team of the three hair and makeup. I mean, they artists, were
2: campaigning. Like, they even had Brendan Fraser there. Right.
1: right. Yes. But also, you know, it was like the, 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 everything had already been solidified, anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they weren't, this is really just for like audience fanfare, you know? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and we're at the Academy Museum. They were like, we've never done this before. We had no idea who was going to show up. Brendan Frazier comes out to support his team. And he said, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there saying that a lot of my, my, my body and my face was digital and it wasn't, it was practical effects. It was silicone. It was, it was these prosthetics that were applied to his neck, to his body. He said that he would literally be sweating so badly inside of this suit and these prosthetics on his face and neck. They, when he would sit on the couch was where, which was where he was a lot of the film, they had a pipe that went up his back blowing cold air on him And he wore a cold vest to keep him from basically sweating off his prosthetics. Because, you know, the sweat would remove the glue. Um, So, so much work went into that. I was fascinated with the Elvis team. They were pretty awesome. Um, You know, because Austin Butler obviously did a, a, he gave an amazing performance. And he wore a prosthetic chin chin throughout the entire film. But I think the most interesting tidbit, which was the thing that you, I think, probably held on to, was from the Batman. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they were nominated. I was kind of shook because I'm like Robert Pat- Pattinson basically just wore like black eye makeup. Like, what are we talking about here? And then I forgot that they did Oz, who is essentially the penguin, who is and Colin that's why- Farrell, and that's people Colin don't Farrell. even know realize that's Colin no, Farrell. And I have like
2: no idea. It's, it's it is. I, I've never seen makeup that has made me forget that this is an actual person that I've watched on film for twenty years. It's that, and his performance was amazing as well. But I was like blown away when I saw that makeup. Like, you really believe that's a dude?
1: Yeah, and when they hired him, he had no idea that he was going to be getting into this much prosthesis. Like, he was not made aware. And he came out during his panel. So it was like his team um and he came out and everyone was like absolutely losing it they're like Zaddy's here but one thing so <laughs> so the the team that did this their name is um one's Mike Marino one's Mike Fontaine Mike and Mike work together all the time um Mike Marino runs a pro uh, like a special effects company called uh pro Ren FX he does Heidi Klum every single year for her Halloween parties yes he
2: did the worm this year uh, that yes. you you mentioned in your yeah
1: and he does. He's done literally like any fabulous prosthetic in the last ten years. He's done it. But he he told the story about how Colin has an amazing face for prosthetics because it is so symmetrical and so beautiful, oh, I bet, right? So he gets. <laughs> so they have a lot of room. And it was funny. He was like <laughs> blushing, um, and he's like, "Come on now!" But like he he did an amazing job. And then the, the, I think the key tidbit that I thought was just it really tr- truly shows what artists behind the scenes is you know on oz's face half of it's scarred and his yeah, nose in uh, general kind of has like a little beak tip at the end it yeah. kind of like folds over but the side that's scarred he made it to look like a beak from the side as well so yeah, there's you like highlight it in your story in
2: you were yeah it's so and that's the kind of stuff and i'm like damn this stuff is so layered this is you can really geek out on this stuff and the cool thing you guys uh they are doing, and they're already filming this, a Penguin spin-off TV series for HBO Max, and they started filming a couple weeks ago. Did they mention anything about that?
1: They didn't mention it, only um, they, they showed some images, and they brought it up. And, and this is, like, obviously super topical, because I had seen all those paparazzi photos. Like, one of the big headlines was, you're not going to believe what actor is underneath this makeup. Yeah, And it yeah, was yeah, Colin yeah. Farrell, and everyone was losing it, because they're filming in New York. So he's yeah. just like kind of running around, you know, doing this, but... Um, it was really cool. And I think if anybody does get the opportunity to go to these symposiums or even just visit the Academy museum, they totally should, because it is a really, really fascinating experience.
2: Yeah. I, I just, I loved it. And I love people like you that actually are able to communicate effectively why we should be excited about these things, why the magic of the movies is still there. And I feel like we've been indoors for so many years and I was like, oh man, I, I talk about this so many times in the last year of of being really scared that we that movie theaters will not exist one day. That we uh-huh. will get to a time where and and it's such a special experience and it always has been for me. And I don't mean that things can't change and you know, but I just think it would be such a shame when we have such artistry happening. And not to say that is not done on TV as well. You've uh, focused the work of Euphoria. You focused the work. I mean, there's great work being done everywhere. Right. But I think I, I I think there should be the magic of the movies i want to always be there in some form and last night brought a little bit of that magic or actually maybe just made me feel a little bit better of like okay i think we you know we might be good we have so many people working hard on these these things this is art
1: totally and we need to just be able to have these uh, films bring people together in a theater. I went to see Scream uh, on Friday night. Oh, I want to see that so Theater. It was the best way to see it because everybody was screaming. Everybody was like commenting when things were happening. And it, you felt like you were a part of something. You felt like a connection to other people, even though they may have been strangers. So mm-hmm. I do think- We talked the about that last time because
2: you were about to see Megan. Do you think Megan's going to be nominated for an Oscar next season for bringing <laughs> people back to the- <laughs> Oh my it's God, great. I mean, maybe,
1: maybe special effects and makeup, you don't know, stunt work, Megan. I don't know, like-, like By the way, there were no Megan nice? jokes
2: last night, we had cocaine bear jokes, but no Megan jokes oh last my gosh. night. I
1: was wondering what Elizabeth Banks, I was like, girl, you should have given up this, uh, this presenting role with your voice, like it was oh, like man. hard for me to listen to her, I wonder On what On top
2: happened. of her tripping and the bear already kind of being like- uh-huh. Yeah. you know, the voice, I was like, oh man, this is just a mess. But she directed Cocaine Bear, so of course she wants that. Um, A couple of weird things about the awards away, like, I I thought it was great. I thought it was weird that we did a Little Mermaid trailer because ABC owns Disney or Disney owns ABC, and we had a full Little Mermaid trailer in the middle of the Oscars on stage. I thought that was kind of a weird moment of corporate synergy that I didn't necessarily love. Um, The other thing that stands out, like we Jamie Lee Curtis won, and we uh, what I read online, you know, is that Angela Bassett, you know, just didn't seem she wasn't happy for Jamie Lee. And I'm like, wait a sec, can't we be disappointed when we don't win something? Thing. like well, right. I mean like like a lot of like I I'm sure she's not pissed at Jamie Lee Curtis but like she was being promoted as the winner in so many uh places and online I had her and... winning
1: I had her winning. Yeah. I am uh, I, I am truly really shocked uh, listen Jamie Lee Curtis is Jamie Lee Curtis um she obviously campaigned really hard for that that role yeah, Dorit
2: I helped her a lot too I think with
1: yeah,
4: uh, this <laughs> Beverly Hills.
1: yeah. yes exactly but I think you know. I uh, if if anybody was gonna get, you know, Stephanie Shu, I think, deserved it uh for her role in that film more so than Jamie Lee. I was actually surprised she even got a nomination for that role. I didn't see it as being as, you know, you know, there was a lot of discussion about Stephanie Shu not being nominated for other awards uh, you know, shows uh, except for the Oscars. And I thought that was great. And I kind of try to think about the maybe dynamics behind that like, Perhaps people think Jamie Lee Curtis may not get another role like this or another. I think, opportunity I think it's also win. an on-
2: honoring of her uh, her lineage. I mean, she always jokes about nepo baby, but I mean, you're coming from uh, you know uh, father's Tony Curtis and yep. and mom's Vivian Vivian Lee Vivian Lee is that right?
1: Vi- yeah, Vivian, Vivian Lee. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, sorry, um, Janet Lee. Janet and, Lee, sorry. Oh, yeah, and I think you know it's like so you do have to think about like any award show is political like let's just be real but i do think you know i, I was shocked i thought angela was gonna win um i'm not so su- i would have probably i mean honestly i would have been kind of like but I, I, then again i maybe it's like a testament to people think that that angela bassett will probably be back there nominated again and I mean, maybe she, jamie and Lee way, won't like i'm not trying to be shady but like no no i if you look at
2: If you look at Jamie Lee's movie career, you know, she's had a very successful movie career, but not a lot of films that were Oscar worthy. Um, But but Angela Bassett has been doing stellar. I mean, like, I always thought she should have won it for Tina Turner way back in the day for What's Love Got To Do With It. And so this, they said, was a makeup for that. And that's why she potentially should have won last night. But once again, though... I mean, she did give a great performance in Wakanda Forever, but also I think when you, this is one of the first um, awards ever nominated for a Marvel movie in terms of Okay,
1: that's the other part of this. I think the Academy is very stuffy, and I think a lot of people did not want to give an award to a Marvel movie in that respect. Like, I just think that a lot of people get put their nose up in the air and they don't really care. They don't want to see any type of superhero winning one of the big four or the the only
2: exception, you guys. And this is because I think of another story in an honoring was Heath Ledger with the Dark Knight. He had passed away and he won for the Joker. Now, that was an amazing performance and it was such a successful movie. But I I would be I would think he would I I think he might not have won if he unfortunately hadn't have passed away, do you? Uh, I think it because was amazing work.
1: I feel like I feel like that movie though, in particular, did not come off as like a superhero-y movie. You know what oh, I mean? Oh no,
2: yeah, Chris Nolan like knocked it. Nobody thinks
1: of it like a a superhero. Put it in movie. a real world.
2: He put and it he, in the real world. Yeah.
1: He was undeniably great in that movie. I yeah. think and and nobody nobody could question how incredible he was in that movie. Yeah, like
2: Jared Leto didn't get nominated for his portrayal of the Joker Correct. 5 years later, you know. Correct.
1: Correct. So I do think there's so many factors at play. The The, you know, the the story, as you mentioned, goes into it. The marvel of it all goes into it. Will this person have another opportunity? We don't know. Like, I think a lot of it play. There's a lot more that plays into it than just performance.
2: So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot sobad so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem. With more meat, that's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com.
2: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In terms of, uh, listen, I'm... A dude that shops at Old Navy, I don't uh, have a high uh, bar for fashion, but as somebody that that does study these things, makeup, fashion, all that stuff, I kept hearing on the pre-show, I forgot which channel I was watching, of like, what story are you telling with your your outfit tonight? Uh Can you walk us through... Anything that moved you in terms of uh, fashion or makeup, just for the actual awards? For people
1: I don't producing? know if it actually moved me at all, but I felt like I saw a lot of naked people. Like there was a lot of people <laughs> that were naked, and it wasn't even like at the actually. Finally, words, my but...
2: suggestion got taken. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but like Lady Gaga's entire butt was out, like for the most part. She had butt wait, humid-
2: tell me, <laughs> and then Lady Gaga for her performance changes, changes, wipes all of her makeup off, changes yep. into like cut off black jeans and like a t shirt and she gives like a speech about believing in yourself, which is great, but that was kind of odd. But I was like, wow, that's weird. It was a very weird.
1: I think she wanted it to be like a stripped down. Like, I don't need to do all of this highfalutin stuff to get people to like, listen to my music type of thing, which I totally get. And she doesn't. And she's an Oscar winner. Like she's won an Oscar. She's won an Oscar for song of the year or whatever. Anyway. So it's like, like she, she, She's like, I'm here. I'm here to perform. I'm here to honor this movie that obviously got people's butts back in the theater. Um, I really did want something a little bit more theatrical from her. That's what we know her for. Like, I would have loved like, like that song is so, um, it's so like grand. And I wanted to like, Ta-na. Like, I just wanted, like, I wanted music. her to jump in like yes. she did in
2: the Super Bowl. I wanted, yes. I want, but I still am holding on to, like, what it was it, four years ago? It was before the pandemic when uh, Star is born and she sang with Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper all of a sudden got up out of the audience and came right. to the piano. And I was like, I, I want Brad, like, fuck, let Bradley Cooper sing it with her. I want the magic of a Star is born back.
1: Right. And you know what? There was speculation <laughs> that Tom Cruise was going to deliver <laughs> the uh, best actress. Well uh yeah uh, he uh, didn't work? show
2: up last night. Okay you guys, we will uh we'll be in but I wanted to take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week. This week we are sponsored so bad it's good is sponsored by Factor. Uh and that is America's number 1 ready to eat meal kit. And I'm not joking about this. I don't know I I they they've, they've been a sponsor on this show before and what I think is cool is that okay, listen, I'll just be honest with you. It, I'm lazy. You guys, I mean, I'm not lazy at this, but I'm lazy at a lot of other things. And I really will eat whatever's in front of me. And I've got to be careful about that. Cause I got to learn, I got to put good things in my stomach. And I was working out with the trainer before I hurt my knee and we were talking about meal plans. And he was like, dude, you got to do factor. And I was like, dude, they're one of my sponsors, and then we high-fived and hugged. We didn't do the hug or the high-five, but he did recommend Factor, and I was like, that's crazy, they're one of my sponsors. But you can get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. I mean, that's really it. You get to pick from options, they deliver it to your door, the meals are delicious, and they are under five hundred and fifty calories um and it, it's just amazing you can look and feel your best in time for warmer weather and my gosh we need that in california it has been raining non-stop here but a lot of people like me are too busy to cook and i'm just not good at cooking so with factor you get to skip that trip to the grocery store you skip the chopping the prepping the cleaning up too factor is also fresh it's never frozen Meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. And then you're thinking, well, that's probably just, that's like cardboard. It's gonna taste like cardboard. Guys, it doesn't. I They sent me and my parents a whole thing because my parents even got into this. Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live to the fullest. Now get this, you can also choose from keto, which I did. You can do vegan and veggie. You can do calorie smart and you can do protein plus options On the menu each week like i said they're prepared by chefs and it's approved by dietitians and my trainer each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long and what i like is that like they don't it's not just like some protein bar they make it good that you're eating a meal so you have 34 chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options Every week, there's always something new to try. You can enjoy meals for any time of day with breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, you can replenish your snack supply because they have an assortment of like 45 plus add-ons you could also add. Um, And listen, you got to cut back on the takeout. I know, I know. I love it too. But you got to. Put the takeout money into something that's going to make you look and feel good. Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, meals are already faster than restaurant delivery. You put the time and money you save towards planning activities for when the weather go- warms up. So eating vegan or veggie is also a snap with Factor. Each meal, like I said, prepared by the chefs. Factor meals has all of the ingredients you want, nothing you don't. Um, And if you're looking to mix up that vegan veggie option, you can also add a protein to it. So get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. It is ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com. That's F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash SoBad50. I'm going to put this in the show notes as well go check it out for yourself. Don't just say no, go check it out. Do it for the show, do it for me, but also do it for you. Use code SOBAD50 to get 50% off your first box. So that's code SOBAD50 at factormeals.com SOBAD50, 50% off your first box.
1: He did not show up, which I was, like, my boyfriend and I looked at each other when Jimmy said that he didn't, he wasn't going to be there, because I'm like, how? Like, you would think that he would show up, but... He's shown up
2: for everything. He was at the Producers Guild Awards. He was honored there. Yep. He's shown up, and, and I would think he would come just to take some victory laps on... You know, there's such goodwill for Tom Cruise, even with all the Scientology stuff. There is such goodwill for him in Hollywood circles right now Mm -hmm. that I thought he would have shown up for a victory lapse. I heard, so he's filming Mission Impossible 7 and 8 back to back. So they said he's over there. But then I read something today, and you never know what to believe with this stuff, is that he didn't want an awkward uh, encounter with Nicole Kidman on the red carpet. But I just, I think his team would have been able to protect anything like that from happening.
1: Listen, if they can protect Vanessa Hudgens from interviewing Austin Butler, Austin B- then Wait, they can. Did you see
2: that thing today with the, I like, was oh, Vanessa shaking. Hudgens' awkward encounter with Austin Butler? And
1: Vanessa Hudgens just walks by He's him. They're walking wasn't by. And Austin was, Butler looks. I was shaking. I was like, I, need, <laughs> I would have loved if they could have just been amicable and interviewed each other. But I understand why they don't do that stuff. Because you yeah. don't want the headline, especially if you're Austin Butler, to be just that he was interviewed by his ex. Like it would, you don't want that to overshadow the fact that he was nominated. You know what and I mean? And you guys, if
2: you don't know, you if you don't know, Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler used to date. There's a lot of stuff that like said he took care of them, would pay for everything. She he lived at her place, and so. It was, and he even—I think she even championed him getting the Elvis role. So it was very interesting. She told him that he
1: should play Elvis. I think the thing that always like kind of rubs me the wrong way is when people are like, "She's the one that made him Elvis in the first place." I'm like, no, that man got that role on his own accord. He didn't. He didn't. She didn't hold his hand in the you know audition while he was trying to be Elvis. She basically just gave him some encouragement and said, "Hey, you should like look into this." And then here we are. I think too. She's doing just fine. She's now engaged. Like everyone needs to leave them alone. They're they're they've moved on. They the live their I, they live their life I, together.
2: <laughs> I love about Oscar nights, though is that even that picture that we're talking about, you guys. I love that Sharon Stone's right next to Austin Butler. And she's just like has no clue what's going no. on. She's like, no, you know, an, I'm
1: like, an, this... Austin and Vanessa didn't even know what's going on. She's no. she's just walking to wait, a car. wait wait wait.
2: Okay, Kirby, I do think. Listen, I do think she. Come on, you know. I am always acutely aware when celebrities are around me. Okay, that's And I'm true. sorry. You would have had so many people taking photos of Austin Butler already. She could have walked behind. She could have... And I'm not saying she did it for attention, but I am saying that she know, she had to have well, known she he was there. she did look
1: up at him. She did look up at him. And then he didn't look he at like, her until she passed. So very interesting. I mean, well, okay. So if we're going to talk about red carpet uh, yeah. reporting did you see the Ashley Graham, Hugh Grant thing?
2: You focused on this as well. And uh, there, Hugh, but this is Hugh Grant has done this stuffy, uh, British bit where he says, you know, just, I didn't want to really be, you know, it's like, I, that is very, I've seen who Hugh Grant do. Th- I mean, Hugh Grant, even did a form of this when he was busted with that. The, uh, the, 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 prostitute a long time ago on the Jay Leno show. Uh, he's an asshole. He's a British, like that's, he has that asshole British humor. Not every Brit has that humor, but he does. Right. But it is really weird when it's like, oh man, that's somebody that doesn't potentially know your career and know your bit. And like, uh, it's just gross. And in retrospect, and I'm glad the internet has come to save her.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, do I think Ashley Graham is the strongest interviewer? No, no. I, again, I also think none of the people on those that. networks are no. No. Not anymore. I, I I really would love for them to get like actual Get you credentials. This is what I this is what I do to
2: get, get like this is what I like or like I just don't, like, and no shade of Vanessa Hudgens or, no. in, like, all the E! crew, but it is weird. It's like, guys, you just want to have work like we all want to have work, but it's like you you can tell that you didn't up, grow up, like, with loving right. movies. You didn't grow like up, obsessed. like, you liked them, but you didn't, like, have somebody that can pull out weird facts out of the back of their pocket, you know, and and that's my thing. It, it makes... It makes the red carpet less fun. Like Joan Rivers, when she used to do it, Mm. she didn't even know, but she had her own take on it. She's like, I'm going to make fun. I'm going to, that's a take. These people are all homogenized examples of the same thing again and again.
1: And it's the same interview over and over. It's nothing new and nothing different. And that's why people are starting to get bored. And I think that's why a lot of people were like, kind of uh, enamored with this interview between Ashley and Hugh, because a lot of people were like, well, it wasn't a sanitized interview. He was like, clearly like, like calling her on the fact that she didn't really know what she was talking about. And you need to be better prepared if you're an entertainment reporter. And I'm like, well, let me remind you that she's not an entertainment reporter. She is a model and, you know, hosts some things from time to time. She probably is not as immersed in this world as maybe an actual journalist or reporter is. But at the same time, you don't have like he went for the jugular. He saw she was stumbling and he could give her, extend her some grace versus being just completely rude. A lot of people were like, like you said, British humor. And that's just how we are. No, it's no, you're not. I know plenty of British people that are not that he he was not decent to her that night. And by the way, he's not required to do press. He did not even have to do it.
2: You know, (laughs) There, this isn't Frost Nixon on the red carpet. This is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just a like by the pink by numbers, he could have played along, he was in a pissy mood, obviously, and right. it made him in the end look bad. He now, did. when he presented with Andy McDowell, he, he, you know, was very humorous, Turned British humor, like, I, lo- I look like a scrotum, you know, and everybody laughed, and it was, you know, a little Hugh Grant moment, but it is funny. It's like, there is a give and take in Hollywood, and like, just because you're sick of an aspect of Hollywood um, that, you know. Know, is not about the art or about you know doesn't mean that it doesn't exist like you said you can choose to play this game or not you can walk right by you can tell your pr team i'm not in the mood like right. I, I, it's real simple and i i think he, he's i bet she gets a, a an apology from hugh grant at some point this week
1: or maybe he just doesn't care honestly like he probably just doesn't give a flying ass wait were I,
2: you were you insinuating somebody was rude to you i was trying to decipher
1: oh yes ryan so yeah, what was a couple that? of weeks ago, I was like, I was kind of vindicated in a way because when I, I was on the red carpet for the Globes and I, I don't want to give, I don't want to say anything. Okay. But I will just say there, my first interview went so terribly wrong <laughs>
4: oh,
1: no, um, and not by any fault of my own. This person was horrible. And I have witnesses, my producer felt the same way and we were deeply 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 upset by this because this was like the number one person we wanted to interview. It was not Jennifer Coolidge, okay? So like no she's a saint, she's an angel. People kept on thinking it was Jennifer Coolidge. Um it was not. After that, I I truly have been seeing some things about this person where I'm like everybody is is just attributing this to the fact that they are this way because of who they are. But I think we may in the coming weeks or months actually see that this person just is not a nice person. Um and anyway, so people thought that when I was posting about Hugh that they thought they were like, oh, I'm I'm convinced that this is who you were talking about a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, Hugh
2: Grant wouldn't be the number one person you'd want to talk to at this point.
1: Correct, Ryan, 100%. A and B it was not, uh, he was not even at the Golden Globes. So um, it was, yeah, people kept on messaging me that I had to kind of be like, it was not him. It was not well, him. You, uh,
2: I mean, listen, Eddie Murphy's gonna act that way regardless. You right. gotta, so you're admitting uh, it's Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen, here's the thing about like Eddie Murphy or it's, it's the same thing about, um, you know, Hugh Grant. Like, I would actually have loved to have been in that situation with Hugh Grant. But like, Hugh, what makes you happy these days? Like what? What yeah. are you excited about? I'd be know what I'd be. This is like old. This is like old guard uh, for you. Like what? what uh, makes, what's making
2: you happy? You know. You know what I would do? I'd be like Hugh. We are at the Dolby Theater tonight. Nary a mile from where you got picked up with a prostitute <laughs> so long ago. You've managed to suffer the slings and arrows of your career, and you're back on top. What is it right. like to be here tonight? Right. You know? Hey, uh,
1: Hugh. You know this area pretty well, right?
2: right? Like, you pretty
1: familiar with this, right? Um, but yeah, it's like... Wait, did that, off-
2: did that throw you off for the rest of the Globes? Because you said it was your first one. How do you, as, uh, you know, as somebody that is passionate about this and this is your job, how do you you know, remain your focus, like stay focused and not be uh, fearful of the remaining uh, red carpet at that point. I mean,
1: you really just don't have a choice. Like people are coming right and left. Like you just have to say, okay, like look at my producer. I was also there with the the, the head of social for In Style, and we all kind of looked at each other and we all took a deep breath and they said, move it along. Up yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, Who's next? Yeah. And then you're just go, you're going and you, luckily I, I was able to forget about it in the moment because we had so many amazing interviews that night. Um, but afterwards I just could not stop thinking about it. And the only reason I even brought it up on my page was because I had a close friend who was also on that carpet post a friends only on TikTok and said, I just want y'all to know that this person was horrible to me on the globes red carpet. And I said, I need you to call me immediately because I, I kept in my head thinking I did something that set this person off in the way that they did go off. And she was like, no, this person was the exact same way to everybody on that carpet. So, uh, needless to say, I felt, I felt vindicated. (laughs)
2: Um, okay. So, uh, magical night. Uh, I'm trying to think if there were any other standouts in terms of, uh, even costuming, the Vanity Fair thing is funny. Like I said, I just, I like watching everybody walk in. It was the Elton John fundraiser or the Vanity Fair party. Right. Elton John fundraiser had a lot of the Beverly Hills housewives. Lisa Rinna yep. got to go again, thank God. And uh, I'm sure she paid for her own ticket this time. Uh, there is not, I mean, I'm, I'm curious for more like things from behind the scenes at these parties. I always Same. like to hear the rumors. Justin Bieber, by the way, wore a blanket he wore a blanket. I don't know if you know. It. I, I, I'm not joking. He wore a little blanket, I, saw, and he, I, saw. I was like, "Is he? Is he? Is in his Brian Wilson phase? Like, where is? Like, he? He see? Like, man, you don't have to go to these things. Like, it's, I know you've been famous for so long. If this doesn't, if this isn't your bliss, you don't have to go. Like, Haley can go with her friends. You know? Right.
1: I always think about Haley because she looks so stunning, and she's always in these amazing, amazing outfits. And then I kind of want him to be able to match her in a way, but he always kind of just goes. Out of left field.
2: Yeah. Could you imagine that? Going to like, hey, what are you going to wear tonight? Uh, this blanket. Okay. <laughs> she's like, oh, no, it's going to be one of those nights. Now, you were talking about the last time you were talking about all the amazing skincare and stuff like that you cover on Los Angeles. And it is so funny because Selena and Haley both have skincare that you actually like. Uh yes. Skincare products. But isn't it weird, though, when they, these people have actual products that are actually good and then we get stuck in the muck and mire of... Uh, who's saying what on what about so, like on social media. And I just always find that funny. Cause I'm like, dude, you guys all have like actual talents and stuff like that. Like why, why are we in this at all? Like Kylie, yeah. what are you doing? Like you guys are all rich and beautiful and have good products. Like everybody stop.
1: This is how I feel. I feel that um, Selena fans are and not even Selena fans. Selena stands are extremely aggressive. They're on the same level as like an extremist Britney Spears fan and like, to this day, I, if I comment on like Haley's posts, like can say like gorgeous or whatever, I will get like 25 comments from Selena fans going Jelena forever, or, uh, you know, Selena's great or whatever, or, you know, um, like I commented on Haley's photo recently. I thought she looked cute. And I'm, I just said gorgeous. And someone responded, yeah, but she has a flat butt though. And I responded kind of like your personality she wrote back and then she wrote back, <laughs> she wrote back yeah. I just prefer Selena Gomez and I wrote back cool I actually like them both and I think the the missing thing here is that there is no you're either one side or the other I can like Selena Gomez I can also like Haley Bieber they they are two both beautiful smart women who have successful beauty brands and I'm like why can't we just Like, truly, I'm not trying to mean girls it, but why can't everything be like rainbows and butterflies and like everybody just get along?
2: Well, and I listen, I understand life finds a way, everybody, you know, no matter if you're a celebrity or not, you have your own little things happening. Right. But it is funny, like, if, like, the Jelena Forever cracks me up. Like, if I genuinely, I genuinely like Selena, and I'm I'm thankful she's not with Justin Bieber. I don't think it would be great to be with Justin Bieber. I think you're probably better well off. But it is interesting, though. I'm using this as a segue here, because, so you have... Two women that dated this man, one is married to this man, and yet we have the two women, uh, you know, trading barbs. and not even trading barbs. Their fan base is trading barbs. Would you say this is not unlike a certain Scandal where, you know, this man has— or these men on Vanderpump Rules, you know, Schwartz first in this season, and now we're finding out with Sandoval. You know, they're the ones that are messing up on such a huge level— Yet, And by the way, I I really do not care for Rachel Raquel at all anymore. And I'm allowed to say bold, uh, mean opinions. You're more professional than I am. But I, I, I don't like her either. But I do say, like, what Ariana said a couple episodes ago is that why, uh, you know, why are you guys fighting when Schwartz is right over there and nothing ever happens to him? He just, like, ah, shucks his way through things. Totally. And it's fascinating to me. What was your... I mean, first off, I know you're friends with Katie. I know, and we've talked about. And I listen. I've, I, I really, I, I was talking about her on a Patreon this week. Just like. The the decision she had to make for herself is one of the bravest decisions that was not on camera. And she said, listen, I care about my own happiness. And that's something that you guys don't understand if you haven't been through a divorce or like, you know, you've been through breakups and stuff like that. But to make that decision is one of the most difficult decisions you have to make because he wouldn't have made it. And she Mm. would have... you know, I think there would have been such a, a sea of misery for the rest of both of their lives, and she did and that's such a hard decision, and we see that people even like Sandoval are not able to make hard decisions they, they would rather cheat and lie and do all of these things than making hard decisions and having hard conversations. and I thought that's what Katie should be celebrated for, and I don't want to ever forget her this season with all of this stuff that is now coming out about Sandoval
1: totally. I think that honestly the the shorts of it all like really does play into the scandal And I also think that that's why I've been so much like when I post about it, I'm like justice for Ariana and Katie because Ariana, even like when Raquel tells Katie about how she went to Schwartz and asked him to mate out like, girl, I had no
2: idea you had it in you.
1: Exactly. And I felt like that was such a weird response to have for your friend and future business partner or current business partner who is clearly struggling. Um, and having a really hard time with this. And I'm glad that Katie has kind of let her guard come down and like has been crying because I feel like I, I don't think that she's doing it for sympathy. I think she's like at her breaking point, but I do think it is garnering sympathy from people because they're like, oh shit, she actually does have feelings because she has been so hardcore and like, and has she's had, had a point. She's yes. been
2: right this I mean like and she's had a point and that's yes. what's I think interesting is that now we're catching up to a lot of the things and I think behavior can come also from what your significant other is almost inspiring in you and totally. like listen I don't need everybody to be warm and fuzzy and happy people I know I am not I don't need that from people I don't you know but I, I think even in that moment what Katie just said I just remember she was just like it's just too much. It's just too much. And she was like looking down. And I I said, on Monday Monday show, I was like, man, I still think it's amazing. She didn't hop over the table and just strangle Raquel. You know, I thought that who would say that that to somebody.
1: I thought it showed so much restraint on Katie's part for sure. I also think that Katie has never been wrong. I've been doing a rewatch, especially because of the 10, um, the 10 year anniversary of the show, like 10 seasons. I did a rewatch before this season started. And re-watching all of this katie has truly always laid her cards out on the table and been very upfront with everyone and a lot of the comments online are katie's always been miserable that yeah, is I a so response that, yeah. that is a response to her relationship and how she was treated not only by schwartz but other people in her life stassi was horrible to her at one point like there are so many factors that go into this but also uh, you know and i mentioned this on the last time i was on Katie is a very grounded person. That might not come off as, you know, fun and frilly. As yeah, it doesn't play as
2: fun as DJ James Kennedy openly cheating and then, like, still saying, like, things are like, I can't believe I'm being treated like this. And it's like, <laughs> right. That is, by the way, that is fun and hysterical to watch. Probably not a great person to be with. Or not in be, real life. You know, like, not, like, probably not great in so many ways. But, yeah, that's, like, one of the greatest sins that you can have on TV at all is not being... Entertaining, not being like even Jax Taylor is celebrated for his bad behavior. Even so we can say like people like Katie and Ariana, we can point to them and we're like these people have not had insane behavior on the show. No. And they've almost been sometimes punished for it, which I find an interesting idea.
1: Agreed. And Tom Sandoval is has always been self-righteous. I, I have found him to be a, a fascinating character for sure, but like I, I mean, don't even coming
2: he, from a makeup background, you've got to be fascinated with Tom Sandoval. Come on. He's, I wrote what a he's story. done for stage makeup.
1: Ryan, I wrote a story about him when I was at Pop Sugar. I wrote a story that's literally like Tom Sandoval could be a beauty editor, and I interviewed him and he gave me his entire beauty regimen. He knew he was so proficient in skincare and makeup and hair care. Like he's a very charming guy. And I think that when you're re-watching the 10 seasons, the one takeaway is that Tom does not know how to Tom Sandoval does not know how to end a relationship without cheating. He has cheated on every single person that he has been with in this it's show. It's
2: almost like he uses that. Like It's it's like it's his escape route. That, well, that's the thing, too, is that, like, how did he think this was going to end? And it's almost like I don't think he planted the phone falling out of his pot. I don't think he meant for that to happen. But no. I think potentially he was becoming so brazen with it in certain ways that he, it was going to come out at some point, I think, in his head he was like, oh, I'll do it after the reunion. But like, this was just a mess. I mean, this made it so much messier. And also for somebody that you love, even as a friend, this is Mm -hmm. not how you would um, humiliate them in so many ways. And by the way, it's kind of backfiring because I think we all... You know, or celebrating uh, Ariana and all of these things, but it's still so embarrassing on so many levels because I know she was so trusting. All of these ladies are with their boy, like letting letting Sandoval just go out like every night. Like, yeah, you got it for your bar. Like, just let like just letting him fly his freak flag out there uh, proudly, and she would just let that happen. And now, you know, I wonder if she's like, oh God, I what, what the what the f?
1: Yeah, because you would think that you would notice. Like I think that's what I, the people are constantly th- like mentioning is how would she not notice if he was with Raquel or whatever? And I'm like, this man owns two bars. Like she probably thought he was at one of these restaurants while he was with Raquel. Even I, I you know, we read the thing about apparently she was staying at their house at one point, and he like she, sneaked into the guest room, like really. Sick well, I don't know about stuff. the sneaking
2: into the guest room, but I do know she was staying over. I mean, like I do know, like they, they I mean, and not just Tom, like. Her, Ariana was, like, so supportive of her. Like, I mean, that's the point of, like, it just really weirds me out, and I keep going, like, I pray to God that you just go, listen, I'm stupid, because, like, the diabolical part of it is just, if, you, if you're if you not extremely idiotic, it just means you're potentially full-blown evil, and that, to me, is scarier than being stupid.
1: No, no, I agree. I think either, I so I think that people do give her the benefit of the doubt because of how she's portrayed on the show. But I think that this season people are starting to see the characteristics that she possesses that make it seem like she's way, she's, uh, I do think she's dumb, but I don't think that she is uh, ignorant to her behavior and like what she's actually doing. And a lot of people are like, like Nick Vial, do you follow him?
2: No, but I know of Nick. Yeah.
1: So he has that popular Vial Files podcast. And he did a clip out where he was saying that Tom Sandoval essentially like seduced Raquel. And, you know, Raquel is going to have to figure out how to break the chain because she's basically like being coerced into this relationship with him. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she is 28 years old. She is 28 years that's old. What,
2: we need to stop treating her like. In fact, I think that was on the episode this week uh, by Katie's friend. Uh, it's like we need to, you know, everybody
4: Christina treats Kelly, her like yeah.
2: Christina. Everybody treats her like a baby, and that's an insult to babies.
4: Yes.
2: The, the, the the two thoughts I've, I had was that I remember when I moved from Kansas to Arizona freshman year of high school. I didn't know anybody, and I found the drama department, and that, and my life was transformed. But like, basically. <laughs> I hung out with all seniors. Those are the people that took me under their wing and they used to just be, I just remember And at the time I really was super innocent, but they got such a kick out of me not knowing I came from Kansas. I know uh, they got such a kick out of me not knowing anything. And like they, you know, would drive me places and they're like, Oh yeah, you, you don't even have your license for another couple of years. They got a real kick that I was like this young kid that didn't know anything that hung out with them. And I remember that. And I just thought about that. Like, There is this element I think Raquel, Rachel, whatever leaned into where she was like, Yeah, I don't know anything. Teach me everything. And I think for somebody like Sandoval, from even being around him, he gets so, such a like dude boner for people that need him, for people that like, or you're like, Or let me show you how to do this. And like, Ariana, like, knows how to do things herself, you know? And it's not, like, I need... You know, but I was even thinking about... Like, I remember going out to karaoke with Tom, like, years ago. Like, year before the pandemic. And it always cracked me up because he was so passionate about karaoke. He was so into it. So into it. And, like, I remember, like... But he had... He had like a to do for everything, like you just said about his beauty re- regime. Yeah, uh, he was trying to teach me how to talk to women, and he was like, "Here's what you do, dude. Like, you know, like you you go up, you know, like, and you 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 go at him with the from the side. You go at, like side to side, and then you <laughs> lean in like this. Like he and I'm like, I don't have anything like this. I don't have a, like oh he's like, yeah. he's like yeah he's like and also he's like the you know the date you want to do is you want to do a date where her best friends are around because they'll tell you the real deal. Like they'll like, he had like all of these like tips thought out. And I remember going, man, he should write a book on date. I'm like, also I'm an idiot, you guys. But I was like, wow, <laughs> he has, cause I had no, I have no like takes on this is how you talk to somebody. But he had all of it. He's like, yeah, man, like you got it. Like, this is what you do. This is what you do. And I was just like, oh, what a great guy. What a great guy. And what a help. And I, and the other thing that's funny I keep thinking about is everybody keeps posting that photo of him on or Raquel on his shoulders at like a music at like Life is Beautiful. Oh, I was yeah. At, I, w- I, I went to Coachella with all of them last April. And the thing I will say, like that's a really damning photo, but I will say this and I'm not defending Tom at all. Like Tom offered, like Tom wanted to put me on his shoulders and I'm right. way heavier than Tom. Tom was putting everybody on his shoulders. Like he's like that guy, of, like let's all get into this. And I really love people like that. But then on the flip side of that, I think, you know, he got – I think there was a mutual seduction thing happening where she was stroking Sandoval's ego and he loves that. Yep. And she was thinking – not stars in her eyes, but she was like – you know, she's a very – she seems like a very lost person, you know?
1: I think she's a very lost person. She doesn't know who she is. And not to mention – She's also been on the show for, like, five years. I mean, people 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 write her off as being, like, this new character. She's new, relatively speaking, but she knows how reality television works. She, I mean, now she's living in a studio apartment because, like, James used to facilitate her entire lifestyle. And I think she's probably thinking, okay, how do I maintain my income by staying on this show? Because technically, she wouldn't have to be on the show. James is the number one guy, essentially, in that that relationship. You know what I mean? So and
2: Sandoval, yeah, Sandoval is a lot better. I'm sure a lot nicer to be around than DJ James Kennedy for R- R- Raquel. I think there's a lot of things reasons. that Raquel probably had a real big crush on Sandoval. And, um and I, by the way, I think a lot of the cast like towards the end of the season potentially see that it seems like she has a schoolgirl crush on him. Um, we'll see how that plays out. But the Schwartz thing, I don't believe the Schwartz thing was a cover up for that. I mean, no. I think, I think she was also in a place where she was like just making out with a lot of people. Right. And I agree. uh, I don't know. So it's just wild. I mean, are are you going to watch the rest of the season? You're going to watch,
1: right? Oh, 100%. I watch every, every uh, Wednesday, but I will say this. I talked to Katie and uh, a lot of people are speculating that the editors are going to go through and try to like change episodes to kind of manufacture them a little bit more she said point blank that there are some things that are going to happen this season that they do not need to add because I, yeah. it's, it's like, she's like looking back. It's very apparent that something was going on, but we all just like did not like there. Apparently there's speculation at some point, I think. And I don't know if that actually makes there, it into the show. Well, but there, is. there is
2: If you, if the, the, the trailer has a scene with, I think Sheena to Sandoval, like uh, somebody said you're in an open relationship and yes. to Sandoval. So that scene, but then Ariana shot that down immediately on Twitter and said, we are not in an open relationship. But I was, yeah. I just keep telling the audience, I think he probably was doing some weird shit and somewhere along the way might've told somebody that just yep. to get people off his back. And it just totally. went, it filtered their way. Uh, but I did hear about the editing thing, even Andy said, I think today he said this Wednesday's episode, you're going to think we went back and re-edited it, but we absolutely did not. I guess there's mm-hmm. a, a scene between Lala and, um, Raquel, Katie and Christina, I believe. And there's a lot of things said. And I think we saw a little bit other than the trailer, but he's like, you're going to think we re-edited it. And I've heard from behind the scenes people of the no re-editing. If anything, they're going to do that one episode. And I did hear that potentially other people are sending footage that they've had over the last year of like behind, like not like, I mean, just like camera footage. Right. So, who knows? Maybe some some stuff like that will get thrown in at a certain point in that last Because we know we're getting episode. an extra
1: episode. We know we're getting something. Like, we know we're getting an additional episode. Why don't episode. they
2: just... I mean, it's going to be a pain in the ass, but why don't they just keep filming? There's so no, much truly, going on right now. That's what I'm Season saying. Season 11 starts now. You have a potential, like, hearing in two weeks with Rachel and Sheena. Right. So what were do you do think- special effects makeup? Do you think that was special effects? Makeup? Oh my God. You-
1: I don't even know what happened. Listen, like I do think like where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. And Sheena's trying to say that she did not do anything to Raquel. I don't think that you can fake some of those injuries that Raquel had. Some people were like saying that Raquel, like there's photo evidence that she did not have this on her face, but like, It was the only evidence like the only reason they say that is because apparently she was wearing like the same exact outfit on the plane. And I'm like, she could have just have an airport outfit where she wears the exact. She looks like she. Well, she's look.
2: She looks like, and there was a bunch of photos that looked like she did have like a kind of a tendency to have a a darker eye under one of the eyes. Uh But the thing that I didn't get was how she would get the scratch. Right. But then I was thinking of like, and I heard from like you know who knows what, but I heard there was a hard shove. I didn't hear there was a hit. But the thing was like, even if you look at Sheena's talons, like how would you make a fist? Like I don't know. You have vet lung nails. Can you still make a good fist? with large talons
1: i mean you would probably hurt yourself i mean you would look or at-
2: wait wait my thing is now just even doing this physically is that what if the talent here she tried to hit and the nail went in. stabbed her right in the there face. instead of a hit maybe it stabbed right there
1: what are your thoughts on this i know we're like at an hour
2: yeah 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 we're so I'm, I'm gonna let you go in a sec yeah
1: we can wrap this up because i know we've been talking everybody's ear off but What do you think about this restraining order? Do you think that was Raquel's effort to have to avoid the reunion that's supposed to be filming soon?
2: I don't think so. Um, I think I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think she was. I mean, it's weird because those and you've talked about some of the apologies on your page. Is uh, I think you know it was weird. She's like she says, I am not a victim in this mm. in, one, in one of her apologies. But then it's weird because then you know it does present her as a victim in terms of Sheena. Also, I just don't think like I'm scared of Sheena in like different way, but not physically scared <laughs> of Sheena. Like I, I'm not like, physically scared of you Sheena. You know, like I'm. I i do not know. Like I don't think it was uh, to stay out of the reunion, but I think. I think maybe cooler heads will prevail a week later and things might start to change even regarding this. I think it was very reactionary and it could have been to stay out of the reunion and it could have been to start building your case. Because at some point, even if we don't want it, we're going to have to hear their story. Totally, And their story will be very, you know, because they've had seven months or so or longer with their story. And everybody else is – and the one thing I want to keep telling the audience is everybody I talk to, even behind the scenes, everybody says, we did not know. There might have been suspicions, but we did not know, no. That's what I keep hearing.
1: Right. That's what I keep hearing too. I just keep thinking this whole restraining order, like if Sheena does have to be separated from uh, Raquel, they're going to have to do this (laughs) – have to do this reunion, two separate sound stages, or like someone at Tom Tom and and like a group at uh, Tom Tom and a group at Schwartz and Sandy, whatever know, it like, takes. But I, I want
2: I, Sheena, or like just roll out Sheena in like a one of those big magician boxes and have her chained up, like you know, like only magicians have to like get out. Like have her <laughs> chained up and like so there's no physical harm to Raquel at all. But I part like,
1: uh, I feel like it will be like Lala, Katie, Ariana, James Kennedy. And who else uh, at like Tom Tom or something? And then oh Sandoval Schwartz, like like Schwartz. Kristen Oh,
0: man.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh man, Sandoval such. Oh, he's so bad, man. Um, the, the did you see this today? I I got messaged about it, and then I saw a picture of it. No, was what? that there is Lala hired some kind of truck she's, she's sell. And I talked about that. She's selling send it to Daryl sweatshirts because <laughs> that was like a meme last week. i like, send it to Daryl. She now hired or paid a truck that has a video thing of like, send it to Daryl merch. Now, like it, and it's driving down like Melrose Boulevard and stuff. I got sent a voice note today by Christina Ariel, who uh, is one of my friends. And she was like, this is insane. I just literally passed this. And then Bravo by Betches has a picture of it on their account. And I'm like, these people are potentially so toxic that they, there's like they're already making like there's a whole economy based around Scandaval now that I even, uh, you know, benefit from. And I think that's like the weirdest part is because this is, you know, at the end of it's the day, like
1: people's lives,
2: it's people and it's people's pain. But we can't help but go like you just talking about the reunion. I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I need them in the same room because it's going to be so intense to watch. Like, it's right. like a Super Bowl for reality shows, but at the same time, it really is real. People keep thinking, oh, this is... No, it's really real. I just... um I don't know how they film next season, and there will be a next season, but, like, I kept asking myself, like, how does Katie get in a room with Sandoval? They're like, how do all of these people... Mm. But then I thought, well, think about the 10 seasons. Think about how many times these people still filmed with Jax after all of the lies, all of that. They still did it. But, like, how does ariana get in a room with raquel ever again like those are the things like how does this happen
1: i know i don't know what what i almost said chapter 11 i don't know what uh the the you know season 11 looks like but i do agree with you i think that they need to start filming sooner they typically do i think like june through like the summer yeah. essentially i think they need to bump it up i need to see a sheena birthday party her birthday's in april she's a Taurus, so like or may something like Bump it up. Start filming it. We already
2: missed Ocean's second birthday this weekend. I saw photos at, so we're already behind schedule on this. But I feel like they already did the special episode. You guys, light and horrible lightning only strikes very often. Like just cameras up right now. We'll breathe when it's over. But you guys should be (laughs) they should be capturing every little thing because we don't want when things are all clean and nice with a bow. Like I don't need another uh Robin Dixon Potomac thing. But anyways, Kirby Johnson, are you gonna do a special episode? episode on Los angeles pod about any of the I,
1: I, I really how can want, you
2: do how can you I bring want, this to Los angeles
1: i want katie to come on you know katie's a beauty girl and i've been on her podcast talking about beauty so i want her to come on my podcast and i'm hoping to do that soon
2: okay that's a, that was a i've been dying to get katie on for so long and i think at this point i'm probably screwed because she could go on your pod i'm sure but i think they're like i keep going like oh man because we were gonna do it a, like she was like, Oh, we're gonna do it in a couple weeks, you'll see why. But it was because things were like happening with the Raquel Schwartz thing. He's like the season will become a little more clear in a couple weeks, but now I like have a feeling like I'm just wondering how much of a muzzle they've put on. Um
1: But like people are like like La is going on Sheena's show, you know, like I have a feeling a lot of that stuff everywhere. is
2: like be, guys, chill out. Like, I feel like now things are getting to a point. Like, I know Lala had to hold back uh, an episode for a day because I think she had to re-edit some things. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but I think with Los Angeles, I think because you you could do an amazing interview that sprinkles, but then also talks about everything that Los Angeles is all about. What else is coming up for the podcast and you that we can support with?
1: So we just launched our episode with Courtney Cox of friend's fame of Gail Weathers from Scream fame, oh, yeah. and she's incredible if you guys don't love her which i would be shocked you will fall in love with her after this interview she was so funny she was so honest we we made headlines this past week because Wait, we, was that
2: you because of the filler the yes. the, the so that oh came my God, from my I podcast didn't even realize
1: that was you so her talked her talking about like about the fillers. Removing her
2: fillers and and how it like was it how it um you don't really realize it because you live with yourself every day
1: yep and something she, like that she she talked to, uh, at length about that. Uh, you know, we asked her about her biggest beauty regret and she mentioned fillers and she went off, you know, and in, uh, in told a story about that. so um, But she was also just so forthcoming in general. She seems like the coolest chick of all time. So um, yeah. that's our most recent episode if you guys want to go check it out. And we have new t- uh, episodes every Tuesday and Thursday or t- Tuesday and Friday.
2: Los Angeles Podcast, uh, go subscribe, rate it five stars, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You. you can think somebody's getting really huge guests and they're fine, but don't. Every podcast needs support, and especially ones like these. Uh, Kirby is insanely talented. And thank you so for coming back so quickly after the last appearance. But I was like, I, I got to talk with you. I got to, we got to, we got to rap about this, you know? Of course. And, and perfect after the Oscars. So I'm uh, such a fan of yours and continue to kick ass out there.
1: Right back at you. Bye. Five- Betches.